2: of the united states when do we say enough is enough and we have to hold them accountable And the way we do that is through impeachment
3: that's my question when is enough is enough for the democrats when are they going to actually move when does nancy pelosi have no choice we're going to talk to a washington post reporter coming up in about 10 15 minutes about that i think she's probably making that calculation herself nancy on when do i have no choice right when do i have to go Yeah, well, Um, so that's on the way and we'll get back into that. So, uh, yeah, okay.
0: I just find it very odd that given the vagueness of the current big story, anybody's calling for anything to happen prior to the facts coming out.
3: So we have, Mm -hmm. you know, a race going on, people that want to uh, run against Donald Trump. Assuming he's still president. Why
0: would they want to do that?
3: And uh, we got some info on that in just a second. (laughs) But I found this interesting, this article in the Washington Examiner over the weekend. 2020 Democrats rushed to claim Michael Brown was murdered in Ferguson, despite an absence of evidence that that's true. Now, even more candidates, all your top tier candidates. I don't know if Biden has made a comment on this, but all the other candidates have referred to his murder regularly. Wow. Uh, Former Housing and Urban Development Secretary Julian Castro has become the fourth Democratic presidential candidate to claim that Michael Brown, a young black man, was murdered by a white police officer in Ferguson, Missouri, more than five years ago and paid no price for it. That claim has been debunked or it was investigated thoroughly by Obama's White House. His Justice Department. His yeah. Justice Department. Mm-hmm. And uh, and his his own guy, Eric Holder. And they 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 spent a lot of time on this and they, they determined that that's not what happened. The Justice Department released an 86-page... Again, Obama's Justice Department released an 86-page report that included 40 witness statements. All kinds of the evidence gathered. There's no credible evidence that Wilson was willfully shot... That Wilson willfully shot Brown as he was attempting surrender or that his hands were in the air. Mm-hmm. That's just not known to be true. Nobody's been able to prove that to be true. Kamala Harris said, Michael Brown's murder forever changed Ferguson in America. Just stated it as being a murder. A murder. Uh, Elizabeth Warren said, five <coughs> years ago, Michael Brown was murdered by a white police officer in Ferguson, Missouri. Michael was unarmed and had his hands in the air, yet was shot six times. You know, given the potential, not the potential, That's
0: the actual uh, power of this to divide people sure. and make us hate each other, that is an incredibly, incredibly cynical and selfish
3: game that, to play. That's why I continue to say that. Um, and a lot of smart people believe no, no, when Trump's out of office, we'll go back to more or less to where we were before. Not a chance. We're not going back there. When we have leading presidential candidates willing to call something a murder, to, 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 uh, to drive whites and blacks apart? Right, to keep the black people angry. We've got to keep them angry. And in their pen, all voting the same. You think that's going to end if Trump's out of office? Right. I can't believe it. That, that. That's something a, a, a candidate would have to answer for if they're actually the nominee, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, yeah, Some, I'd love to see I, that on a debate stage. I would think so. Yeah. What It'll evidence do happen. you have that a, a white police officer murdered a, an unarmed black man? He can't go around saying that. Yeah. I mean, you're going to cause violence to happen saying that. They don't care. They don't care. That's amazing to me. Four now, and Tom Steyer's the fourth. Uh, I retweeted an article,
0: actually, several days ago from the liberal slate by the liberal William Salatan. The headline is... Democratic candidates are misrepresenting Michael Brown's death. Calling it a murder betrays the cause they hope to advance. And he blasts them. Well, And, and, you, and it's good. That's some real intellectual honesty, and I salute Slate for
3: running it. And as, and as usual, it's like fake rape, fake racism, any of that stuff. You do damage to the real stuff. And that if a white police officer does shoot an unarmed black man, a lot of people are less likely to believe it because you're out there obviously making crap up Right about this one. Right. Which is really troubling. Uh, they
0: mention that there is a history of discrimination in Ferguson. True. Um, there was controversy over the military gear and excessive force the, uh, the cops used to quell the uprising. Uh, that's, well, yeah, there was uh, a controversy. True. Um, there is also a question of over-policing and over in Ferguson. Really interesting libertarian stuff, totally undiscussed. But then he says, but at the core of the story, there was a problem. The original account of Brown's death, that he had been shot in the back or while raising his hands in surrender, was false. The shooting was thoroughly investigated, first by a grand jury, then by the Obama Justice Department. The investigations found that Brown assaulted Officer Wilson, tried to grab his gun, and was shot dead while advancing toward Wilson
3: again. Hands up, don't shoot, never happen. And I feel Correct. like I'm going to be telling my kids that when they're like 20, and they're going to bring that up. I'm going to say, you know, that never happened. And they'll, they'll think
0: you're a crazy old right. coot because right. their teachers told them, all of their teachers, that it did. But at least some people are responding to that. But, yeah, that is how cynical politicians are. You can't be cynical enough about your saviors in politics. A uh, quick uh, look at the NBC News Wall Street Journal survey that came out yesterday that a lot of people were talking about. Um, some of the numbers that were a little less discussed: the uh, the, the the president's approval rating, forty five percent. It's right in that band he's been in. It's a really extraordinary his entire term. Uh, forty five approve, fifty three disapprove. <clears throat> Um. It, what's interesting to me is that they get into, do you like him personally and approve most policies? Like personally, but disapprove of many policies? That's a very low number. Don't like personally, but approve of most of his policies. That's the crowd that a lot of us are uncomfortable with the president in a lot of ways, but he's better than the alternative. And that's uh, 19%. We'll call it 20% um, of the total registered voter populace. That's incredibly significant. That's a big number. So the the total uh, approves, as I said, are, well, they ask it a little differently, but don't like personally disapprove many policies. That's virtually everybody on the disapproved side. Bad policies, bad guy, 50%. And it's just under 50% the various shades of support, Mm -hmm. um, which I found kind of interesting. I'm not sure what it means um, for the election, but the election's a long time from now.
3: Uh, some of the Clinton and Obama were reelected with the same approval rating. Yeah. At yeah. this point.
0: Uh, then we get into uh, how do you like uh, the uh, DACA people? Um, how do you like forgiving student loan debt? Free tuition. Uh, all sorts of different issue stuff, which we'll get to a little bit later on. We have an esteemed guest to chat with about uh, Nancy's uh, tough position. Nancy Pelosi re-impeachment right now.
3: As she told CNN, I think this morning, it's going to be an interesting week. I would Mm. say so as you try to hold off impeachment because you think it's a bad idea. We'll talk to a Washington Post reporter about that next.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. So here's uh, a development, in my opinion. I'm watching some MSNBC yesterday. I'm watching a Chris Matthews Hardball, and he's talking about how uh, he didn't use Nancy Pelosi's name, but he was talking about leadership in the House. So you know who he's talking about. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Care more about elections than they do about you know the country. And put up a phone number at the end of the show to call your congressperson to say you want President Trump impeached. Wow. So, uh, 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 a cable channel that's very favorable to the Democrats is, is saying, look, you're being, you're being unpatriotic at this point by not moving on impeachment. Here's the phone number. Call your congressperson. Wow. I, I, I don't know how pushed Nancy Pelosi feels, but she's got to be feeling it. Mike
0: DeBonis covers the House of Representatives for the Washington Post and knows the maneuverings as well as anybody around. And Mike joins us now. How are you, sir? Hey, great. Thanks for having me. So the pressure is clearly building. Will Nancy, who clearly believes impeachment would be a bad move for Democrats, will she hold out indefinitely,
4: Mike, or when does she tip? Uh, I think you could see her tip very, very quickly. Uh, I think we've just been feeling... The Earth move uh, politically speaking, really in the last 24-48 hours. Uh, really, the the key moment last night was when you had uh, seven of the uh, so-called National Security Democrats. These are Democrats, you know, House Democrats with backgrounds in the military or intelligence, uh, foreign service, who uh, have sort of been, you know, in that centrist moderate wing of the caucus they won republican seats last year and they've been very careful about the whole impeachment conversation they came out in an op-ed on our newspaper to say uh you know if if trump told ukraine to look at joe biden that's impeachable and we need to to do something about it do you that's a big shift for them
3: do you think for nancy it's a number of people, like at a certain number, she feels like she's got to go with impeachment, or is it a, the the certain people, like you just mentioned, national security Democrats? Like, is there a key person that if they change their mind, that's going to be enough?
4: I think she has a, an intuitive sense of where the caucus is at, and there are certain people whose. Positions are going to matter more than others, and in this case, it is people like these these moderate freshmen uh, who really have the ability to change her thinking on this. Wow. Is there a number in her mind? Like, do do I need, you know, you know, if I get to two hundred, is it going to change my thinking? Uh, I don't think there's a specific number, but n- numbers do matter. She, she would need 218 votes to impeach the president. She would need 218 votes to do anything. So that that number is always going to matter. But in terms of advancing the process, I think it's just going to be uh, a more of a gut sense on her part of uh, w- you know how to proceed with this.
0: Mike, instead of asking a question, I'm going to make a statement. Feel free to uh, respond to it however you think is appropriate. Um, it's my perception that given how vague the accusation is at this point, the Wall Street Journal has reported that there was no quid pro quo that the president demanded um, from the Ukrainians. So if this turns out to be more or less nothing, Biden came up, they had a laugh, it went away, the Democrats are going to look like jackasses. It's going to be the Russian uh, collusion part due. And if it's a wobbler, if he says, feel free to investigate Biden, you investigate whatever you want, um, I mean, that's just not going to get impeachment done. And that's going to do nothing but galvanize Republicans.
4: Uh, I think that uh, you make some good points there. I think that there is a sense among these Democrats who are coming around right now that this particular issue with the president on the phone with a foreign leader urging him to investigate his political rival, which the president has all but admitted. And then, you know, this morning at the the U.N., he uh, connected it to the issue of the foreign aid. Um, I I think there's a sense among those moderate Democrats and others that that this is going to be a lot easier for the public to get their arms around than the whole Russia collusion thing, which was just simpler to understand, right? It's simple to understand, and it's it's not tied up in this issue of obstruction. Um, And I think the the obstruction argument was a hard sell for a lot of uh, Democratic members because it's not the actual act of collusion that you're talking about. It's him taking actions to to obstruct the investigation of that collusion. And when you don't really have any underlying collusion to talk about, I think there was just a sense of, like, how are we really going to, Sell this to to the public. I think that's all, that there's a sense that this is going to be a lot easier to to understand and, and take a stand and make a case about than the, the the stuff that that the Mueller that the Mueller investigation looked at and that uh, Adam Schiff has been talking about for months and months and months. There's a sense that this is different.
3: God, if I was the Democrats, I'd get a different face on it than Adam Schiff, but that's just me just for, 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 for staging. Um, Mike DeBonis covers the House of Representatives for the Washington Post. They're having a meeting today. How, how quickly do you think this could move? Like, do you think Nancy Pelosi could come out today and say it's time?
4: I think the, the, the real moment is going to be Thursday. You have the acting director of national intelligence, Joseph McGuire set to testify before the house intelligence committee. And if he's not, Coming forth with the answers they want, and, and the answer they want is basically, I'm going to hand over this whistleblower complaint. I think then things come to a head very quickly. Uh, I think that, uh, there, there is a likely almost certain to be some sort of vote this week. It's probably, it's not going to be an impeachment vote, but it may be something that would set the stage for an impeachment, uh, impeachment investigation vote, uh, next month. Uh, the House is, is set to be out for two weeks, starting on Friday. So um, it's going to be a very interesting period here. Wow. Got to get it done
0: before vacation. Mike DeBonis of The Washington Post. Mike, uh, thanks very much for the wisdom. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Well done. Thanks. Uh, okay. Well, okay. First
3: serious. If these accusations are true. The first serious discussion I feel like we've had of impeachment actually happening. Now it was just last week, it was Politico that was reporting that behind closed doors, Nancy really was lecturing, uh, uh and, and talking about N- Nadler being off the reservation and, you know, working this impeachment. And he said, and she actually said, and you can leak this if you want to. I mean, she was, she was mad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that was before this whole Ukraine phone call thing. Boy, happened. you're right about Schiff though, man. He has no credibility. Although, you know, that's funny.
0: I was just looking at some of my, uh, Musician uh, musicians I admire on Twitter, and they still act as if Adam Schiff is the righteous defender of all that is good and
3: true. Well, that's got the ex-
1: smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. And
3: then they never mention his neck. Here's the question: Does do do? Well, Nancy makes the ultimate call. You said do do. Gerald Ford became president, but he was Speaker of the House, and he said, and it is still true today. An impeachable offense is whatever a majority of the House of Representatives says it is. Right. Period. It's a political thing. Right. It's not, you know, it's any, it's a political thing. Could be anything. If you got, if you got uh, a majority of them to vote for picking your nose in public is an impeachable offense, then it is. Mm, And it is. Uh, (laughs) But, um, what I wonder is Nancy, is she just trying to satisfy Democrats, satisfy the MSNBC crowd that now thinks she's being unpatriotic? Or is she actually gonna try to win the thing? If you're trying to win the thing, you gotta get Schiff off of there. If you're actually trying to bring over other people that you don't already have on board, mm-hmm. you're trying to get to, you know, maybe some Trump supporters and some of uh, the rest of America, some of the wobbler voters out there, then you gotta get Schiff's face off it. If all you're trying to do is satisfy your your side, well then Schiff's fine. Like you said, that side thinks he's a hero. Schiff's never gonna put up with that though. He wants power,
0: like everybody in D.C. wants power, and he's the chair of the committee. If you go to him as Nancy Pelosi, and I'm tempted to do a Nancy Pelosi imitation here right now, but I think I'll pass. Um, if you go to him and say, "Listen, uh, yeah, you are so good? out front on the Russian collusion uh, hoax that is now a laughing stock, uh, we need somebody else to be the face of this."
1: There you
0: go. He'll he'll say no. I'm not shutting up.
3: Yeah, that's
0: interesting I heard stuff. Amy Klobuchar talking this morning. Man, <laughs>
5: All right. All right, more on her later.
3: What's, <laughs> what's coming up? Your it's
5: news not
0: Marshall?
3: even Halloween yet.
5: <laughs> well, the White House is scrambling to deal with the ongoing Ukraine crisis as right. Democrats
3: meet to talk
5: impeachments.
3: Yeah. This could happen fast. Yep. We could be full into impeachment mode next week.
5: Go ahead.
3: I've got 27 words you should never use to describe yourself, which is a good list. Wow, 27. Um, also, somebody brought in mystery How about
0: studly. <laughs> I'm guessing uh, that's yeah. My...
3: I'm so studly. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, somebody brought in mystery Oreos. Are you familiar with this? No. Oreos have put out a, uh, a flavor called mystery and you're supposed to eat them and uh and and figure out what the flavor is it's like the Harry Potter many flavored beans or whatever they're Something called Oh like my yeah yeah we got them out there in the lunchroom if you want some. I've been really disciplined on my eating lately, so I don't want to pull my finger out of the dam, because whenever I do that, I just go off the rails. Yeah. I'll eat 15 donuts today if I do that. You're either on or you're off. Absolutely.
0: You know, we had that big party I mentioned over the weekend at, at our place, and we had a bunch of those King's Hawaiian rolls left oh, over. Oh, those are great. They're fabulous and delicious, but I'm, we're, both Judy and I are low-carbonate. So I brought in a package and a half. I'll
3: eat the entire thing. I put them in. Well, somebody did, apparently. I brought
0: in a package and a half to the lunchroom. The full package is gone. Somebody just snatched it up like they're they're grocery shopping. I was
3: going to do that after the
0: show. (laughs) Well, go get. Well, the getting's good because there's half a package left. But I think it is interesting that somebody said, yoink, this whole thing's for me. Wow. Yeah. yeah, That's not the way you're supposed to do it. That's yeah. not cool. I'm I'm taking three. I'm feeling kind of right. guilty.
3: Well, you warm them up and put a little butter on them? Those oh, are really good. Oh, come on. Got New- just a little bit of pineapple taste for it. <laughs> News now with Marshall Phillips. Now, well, President Trump is addressing the U.N.
5: General Assembly so far. Very subdued, Trump. He yes, but interesting, Marshall. You're so shallow. Everybody's focusing on the
0: tone and the teleprompter. He's up there giving it a, giving a spirited defense of nationalism, of national identity, as opposed to multinational EU globalism, globalism yes. stuff. I hate it's the U.N. Got, it's got the fingerprints of Steve Bannon all over it.
3: I hate the U.N. I think it gets way more attention than it should. I think if the U.N. were in Phoenix, it'd get 25% of the attention it gets, because it's in freaking New York and all the media's in new york they talk about it endlessly tell me the le- i want you to listen i'll give you all the time you need list all the major things with lasting consequences that have come out of these un weeks i'll give you plenty of time oh these these uh, the actual week yeah. Mm, yeah yeah and the anticipated speeches and the discussions it's all a bunch of crap you it's get just that, crap. Uh,
0: that angry swedish girl yelling, one time, yelling at us that
3: was one, that was one cool. time that i can remember Powell, when he, he held up the vials and convinced the whole world to go to war with iraq see that was great mm-hmm. one time yeah. all of a sudden time it's crap it's just crap with uh, your
5: empty words oh whatever this <laughs> might be before your time but do you not remember nikita khrushchev banging
0: okay, his so, shoes whoa, wait a minute 1956 doesn't count so, yeah. why not so,
3: so you've come up with two and 90 years and that's oh, why i have yeah, to hear yeah, about yeah, the u.n every just day right off you, the cuff. You, you have stolen my dreams and one of them was an epic <laughs> f-up <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yikes! Mean, I, I like the "How dare you"? That's my favorite. This is how not a story. This is not, a story. this is not a story. Meanwhile, some of President Trump's closest hey, quit overacting. Signed actors doing Hamlet soliloquy.
3: <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? You've stolen my childhood.
5: Meanwhile, some of President Trump's closest advisors are discussing whether to go ahead and release the transcript of the call the president had with the president of
3: Ukraine that is the subject of a whistleblower complaint. is a tough one? You can't be releasing phone calls when no. foreign leaders call the president and think they're on a private conversation, to the extent that it is private because you have people on both sides <laughs> listening in anyway, but um, you, you can't find out as a foreign leader oh so if there's a political dust up then my phone call gets released yeah commentators. what um, i said him is none of your business
0: uh, commentators on all sides of this are admitting that yeah that would be a hell of a precedent to set um and there there's a difference of opinion actually it's probably the discussion going on in the white house look we could clear our guy and end this just release it or you say you know uh, you got to investigate corruption. I don't care if it's a Russian oligarch or Joe Biden. Investigate. <laughs> and then they move on to other topics. I mean, that would end this well, well, what if- uh, for most people. But there's also the the body of thought that they're intentionally holding it back because they're trying to provoke impeachment.
3: What if it's like the Wall Street Journal described it as? What if eight times he brings up investigating Biden? Eight times is yeah. that what they're saying now? Yeah. If eight times he brings up investigating Biden, and in the same conversation you're talking about all the money you're going to get, is it would, would 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 reasonable people think? I know what's going on here. It's entirely
0: possible. It would move the needle, as they say. Hmm.
5: House Democrats expected to hold a late afternoon members-only meeting on impeachment. They're all going to wear members-only
0: jackets. <laughs> that's uh, exciting. I love a theme party. I really do.
5: 144 <laughs> House Democrats now support starting impeachment proceedings. That is 61% of the Democratic caucus. That's
0: how our uh, talk radio career began, wasn't it? Impeachment? The, uh, and Clinton that's how impeachment. it went. Yeah. And that's how it went. That's fine. Ashes to ashes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, it's got a symmetry to it. You know, this has got a little of a feeling. I talked about this. There's a book out yeah. about Andrew Johnson. There's only been two impeachments in our nation's mm-hmm. history, Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Right. Um, and the Andrew Johnson one was similar to what might be going on here. There was a, there was a big chunk of the population... And a lot of Congress that just didn't like Andrew Johnson. They just couldn't come up with an impeachable offense. For a good reason, yeah. So they threw a bunch of crap at it and voted for impeachment, and he didn't get convicted because there was no real impeachable offense there. They just, they just didn't like
1: him. They just really, really wanted to. <laughs>
3: and that could happen here. Yeah. The, the exact yeah. sort of thing. Could, we just need something so bad because we just hate him, and so many of our constituents hate him. We're going to impeach him, and then it won't make it through the House. He'll stay in office, or through the Senate, and he'll stay in office. And then I don't know what you've accomplished at that
0: point. If 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 it's a fairly clear quid pro quo, this thing will go to the
3: finish line, and it will be a contest. How about an implied? I don't. It's definitely according well, to the Wall Street Journal. There's no, and and the president. There's no quid pro quo. There's no definitive statement of investigate biden or you don't get the money right but it's the same conversation and perhaps anybody that's at least semi street smart yeah. figured out what was going on there yeah It'd be a well, shame if something happened to all that aid money <laughs> right that sort <laughs> of thing
0: for that you would not only need the transcript you would need the tape because the House would tone demand of that. voice is any is everything i love you i love you you're right Please. tone of voice uh, is everything
3: completely different
5: All right, we could have some great news for the follicle Challenge coming down the pike. New technology is reversing hair loss in rodents. University of Wisconsin engineers have invented a device that uses painless electric pulses to stimulate the skin. Now, I'm thinking about this, and haven't over the years there been a number of these devices that you strap to your head? All right.
3: There's been so many uh, baldness cures over centuries. Yep. Probably over thousands of years.
5: Well, the low frequency application supposedly kickstarts the
3: foll- follicle back into growth mode and is powered by user movement. Well, at least should be, at least should be attacking the portion of your body where you want the hair to grow. Anything that's a pill or anything, I always wonder how you don't end up with hair growing on your tongue or the palms of your hands, your eyeballs, or places you don't want it.
5: You end up looking like a damn ape. There you go. That's your news. The Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. I you
0: know, I was uh, cleaning the bathroom the other day in anticipation of our big party, and I uh, thought, you know, I shed every bit as much as Baxter does. You what? <laughs> My dog, I shed. Okay. Every bit as much. Shed. Oh,
3: shed. Shed. Like, whew, shed. Well, the I was other one, too. in the bathroom, and I shed. frankly. I'm just trying to follow your conversation. He, but yes, he does it in the yard. Yes, I remember my roommate yeah. in college when I uh, began going bald. Mm. Uh, who said it every morning? It looks like there's a cat sleeping in the drain. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> I don't have
0: that going. I just you know, <laughs> I gripe about Baxi Boy and, and his fur being everywhere. Well, I'm I'm no treat. Mm. You know, could you trade uh, like arm and leg and the rest of it hair for thick lustrous hair on your head? Life isn't like that, Jack. You get what you get. You play the hand you're dealt. They don't. No do... one will hold them. No I think, one the fold
3: them. I think. I uh, think Joe Biden has hair plugs, I believe. Yes. Um, uh, do they? Does it? Where do they take the hair? I mean, can they take it from your lower back or wherever you're hairy and put it on your head? Do they do that? Or... I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. That's gross. Nobody wants Why to hear is is this. that. Gross? I'm sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> Why are you? <laughs> Boy, that. Uh, Norwegian 12 year old sure is lecturing us a lot today. <laughs> what would you like for dinner, honey, th- uh, tonight? Pizza. I must have
0: a pizza. Well, she comes from generations of actors, and boy, you can tell. What's the... I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school. Agreed. <laughs> yes.
3: What's the you stole my childhood part that she says regularly? That's the part I like. That's the really dramatic. Stuff.
0: You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words, and sold them on
3: eBay. Uh the uh, You've watched too much Downton Abbey or whatever that show is called.
0: It, it's interesting. I'm looking at this uh semi-bio of her mother,
3: the uh, opera singer, I guess. Um Children now lecture the UN, so the pointless UN now has children. They might as well what difference does it make? You might as well this the <laughs> d- d- apes smoking cigars for what the UN does. <laughs> so in an
0: interview with plant-based news. I still get it delivered to my house. Some people go to the website. (laughs) Greta, that's uh, Greta Thunberg, the 16-year-old climate activist, uh, little girl, talked about how she went about convincing her parents to become a vegan for the sake of the planet. See if this sounds familiar. She said it was hard to convince them to change their diets at first because, quote, they were like, don't worry, someone will invent something in the future. People have this under control. But she said, But the more I read about this, the more I realized we don't have this under control. So then I started to become worried, and I talked to my parents about it. I kept showing them articles and graphs, and they were like everyone else. They always had excuses. Finally, Greta revealed how she convinced them to make a change, and I quote, But then I made them feel so guilty. I kept telling them they were stealing our future, and they cannot stand up for human rights while living that lifestyle. So then they decided to make those changes. My dad is vegan. My mom, she tries. She's 90%
3: vegan. So at what point are you, are you, uh, ruining your kid's life, or it's certainly their childhood? by letting them go on like this. I would, I would tell my kids, even if you're 100%, anybody listening, if you're 100% on board with climate change, I don't want my kids walking around in tears talking about how their childhood is ruined. Look around you. Your childhood is fine. You're going to have a fine childhood. We can work on this for the future. Or I'll help you out, but mm-hmm. your, your childhood is fine. You're going to have a fine, you're going to have friends. You're going to ride a bike. You're going to do all the fun stuff you get to do. Yeah. I would say,
0: given how bright and articulate she is, I don't really have a problem with her being um speaking in front of the UN and that sort of thing i mean she's very sharp and i think about uh M- 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 malala what's her malala, last name yeah. the great uh, the pakistani activist who the taliban tried to kill and the rest of it um advocating for girls education she's just brilliant and and i love her so i don't mind her doing it but you're right the whole uh, you know baking in terror an existential threat. Oh my God! It was such it was so funny. Tucker Carlson. We should have gotten it with all the Democratic candidates using the term existential threat about climate change. Do you not understand what that term means? It's like when you're saying I'm literally starving when you're not starving literally. Anyway, uh, it's it's the whole baking in the terror in that little girl and kids like it that that we're there are going to be massive fires that burn down every city on earth we're all going to die in fires
3: i mean that sort of fear that's not healthy Maybe this is a good final comment for the segment in good text. Don't worry, kids. Your lives will be so miserable with the debt we saddle you with <laughs> that the weather will be the least of your problems. That's true. Now, that's a positive and the debt's thought. And that's going to hit you yeah. a lot faster. So,
0: worry about that. Right. Your taxes will be so high, the uh, shrinking economy won't even get your attention. Awesome. Good stuff.
3: Oh, we got this text about the uh, the girl going to the U.N. and lecturing us about climate change. Last time we listened to a kid with made-up facts about pollution, we lost our plastic straws. That's true. Yeah, there's the, that. The, the the child with the made-up
0: data on straws. We were chatting during the break, and we, we both agree. I've seen pictures of her videos where she is consumed with anger and fear, and I feel very bad about that. I mean, she's a young kid. She's, you know, on the autism spectrum and the rest of it. There are a lot of people who are feeding the fire of that anger and fear. Um, And even if you
3: believe everything she believes, you can approach it in a calm and practical manner. Or do the best you can every day and then go back to your regular life. Not just spend all your time miserable and worrying, right? Not be consumed by it. And I feel bad about that part. I I know a guy who uh, is consumed with the whole global warming thing. It's all he ever talks about, and he's just, I just, I just don't feel like anybody cares. And just, you're going to spend your whole life incredibly miserable. I don't. Know. Your choice. Seems like you could be an activist for it and be happy sometimes, or talk about something else sometimes. For Sure, yeah. Carve out one little part
0: of it and work at it. That's the way things get done.
3: Um, so it's become a bit of a narrative in the last couple of days on the Democratic side of the aisle that our party is an embarrassment. What are we doing here? Agreed. Are we going to st- <laughs> are we going to stand up to Trump or not? They're actually calling out leadership in the House as unpatriotic on MSNBC yesterday. All you care about is winning elections and not about the country.
0: Which is oh, kind of well, if we win the election, we get to run the country, would be Nancy Pelosi's
3: response. AOC actually said over the weekend, it's a bigger scandal that Democratic, Democrats in the House are not going to impeach the president than what the president did. Speaking of That's angry a children, scandal. please. So uh, the late-night hosts took a swing at this, and joke-wise, we're, we're looking at a late-night joke-off. Oh,
0: I'll grade each joke. Low-grade uh, getter will be banned from comedy for life.
3: Trump's call with Ukraine could really put his presidency in danger, though. Today, Nancy Pelosi said another five or 600 major violations that we might think about impeachment. Wow. <laughs> The bottom line is it would appear that the president of the United States used his office to ask a foreign country to dig up dirt on an opponent. And Democrats in Congress are now thinking very seriously about threatening to maybe consider almost doing something about it.
0: House Speaker Nancy Pelosi today called for the director of national intelligence to release the whistleblower report made against President Trump. And if they don't, she's going to... She well she's going to politely ask again.
3: Wow, so that see the, the comedy is Oof. irrelevant there. It's that that narrative is what's going to drive impeachment. It's a good thing the comedy's irrelevant because there wasn't much there. <laughs> but whether whether you know it's serious political people like uh, Chris Matthews was on MSNBC saying Congress if Congress doesn't uh, get this whistleblower complaint they're completely irrelevant um uh, they can't get his taxes they can't do anything is there anything they can do Mm. they have no power they have no will i mean so between the 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 comedians joking about how weak and ineffective she is because they're really talking about nancy here yes um yeah and and, and serious people talking about it she's going to feel some pressure there right right the politics of it are
0: interesting the facts are interesting too though part of the the Democrats are feckless,
3: they don't do anything narrative, is... You sounded like that girl there for a second. You've stolen my childhood. How dare you? How dare you? I need to mix in her accent, though,
0: if I'm going to do that.
3: I need a golden ticket, Daddy.
0: Oh, boy. How
3: dare
1: you? The
0: Veruca Salt uh, comparison has been made. Um... Uh, but the fact of it is, uh, they're thinking of the Russian collusion thing, and he's a an the agent and a saboteur and the blah, blah blah. But all that stuff turned out to be fake. So if you concentrate on the real stuff, the provable stuff, but again, the, the narrative matters in politics. The facts are are just uh, trivia.
3: Wall Street Journal is out today with an op-ed. Uh, Trump needs to release the transcript of the call because it's going to come out anyway. Probably true that it's going to come out anyway. Doesn't mean you have to release it, though. Uh, 27 words you should never use to describe yourself. 27? That's way too many.
0: Yeah. We've
3: got to be BuzzFeed. Their listicles are way too long. uh, It makes you look bad, whether it's a resume or to a boss or to a whatever. Um, Motivated. Creative. Um innovative. Those are the three things I've I've claimed every resume in my life. You're supposed to show examples of these things. Mm. Demonstrate it and let other people say that about you, but not ever claim you're innovative or Talk driven is cheap. or exactly, show me. It's like you can't nickname yourself ace. I tried to show, nickname myself. I'll always remember I tried to nickname myself as a kid. I told my dad I wanted to be called. See, so you got to you got you to gotta earn these nicknames. Mm. People other other people, you don't you don't usually pick your own nickname. Mm. <laughs> It really stuck with me. Yeah, and yeah, I wanted to be called Gunner. Well, <laughs> I wanted you, my nickname to be Gunner. You remember how I got the? Uh,
0: <laughs> you remember how I got the nickname Rocket? I'm there at a store. It was a meat store. Not that that matters to the story. I'm there with Craig, the healthcare guru, and there's three really attractive young women behind the counter, ages eighteen to twenty five. I mean, knockouts. All three of them. Uh, he said, yeah, that's all I need. Uh, my friend Joe needs some stuff, too. Well, his name's Joe, but he goes by Rocket mm-hmm. with a complete straight face, and they all look at me. I'm like, oh, dude, that was really well played. <laughs> I have no comeback. Rocket. <laughs> I'm just going to be... I'm just going to stand here and be the guy who calls himself Rocket. <laughs> Go
3: ahead, tell him the story about how you get called Rocket.
0: <laughs> I'd like some bacon.
3: Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do. Enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET wealth is SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FASA members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.
1: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner and Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events chef prepared meals safety and security transportation resort style amenities and high quality care everything you need is here discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com equal housing opportunity infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity
0: qx80